Hello and welcome to Get Fruitful Conversations. I'm your host, Anwyn Cooper, and if you're interested in growing a passion-fueled, purpose-driven enterprise and believe that business can be a force for greater good, then this is the podcast for you. Each episode, I'll be talking with inspiring entrepreneurs and inviting them to share how they're pioneering new ways of working to create more prosperity and positive impact for people and the planet. We'll be bringing you fresh insight and practical actions to generate more income and impact through your own business. Our purpose is to give you new perspectives on how to align your vision to a bigger mission in a way that fulfills your personal potential while also generating a longer lasting legacy and more value for all. So thanks for tuning in. I'm delighted you're here to listen. Now let's get fruitful with today's conversation. My guest today is Paul Dunn, who is co-founder of the global giving movement B1G1. He's also a TEDx speaker, master presenter, chief storyteller at Clarity, and he runs lots of other interesting things, (laughs) doing mentoring and hosting exciting global events. He has been working with B1G1 as co-founder for the last 14 years. And for those of you who are listening or watching from Kent, he also has a Kent connection, which he might tell us a little bit more about in a bit. Um, And he also has studied at Stanford University Graduate School of Business. So he has many years of business experience and expertise. And I'm really delighted that he's here to talk with me today. So welcome, Paul. Oh, that's a lovely introduction. (laughs) Thank you. It's a thrill and a privilege to be with you. And thank you for all those who are listening, be it uh, on the recording or be it live. Thank you for being here. Yeah, it's great to have you here. Um, I think you're dialing in from Singapore, am I right? That's where home has been. And it's kind of like uh, being really home, right? (laughs) Since since, uh, March uh, uh, 2020, I lose track of time. Because uh, up until that point, if you looked at my 2019 year, it was close to about 500,000 kilometers in the air. Wow. Um, and I've gone from that to literally zero. Uh, so, and it's very interesting when the previous year when I got home, you know, from multiple trips, my the welcome I would get when I got home is, this is the first thing the kids would say. So when are you leaving again? That was the first thing. <laughs> <laughs> so now they get to you know put up with me, uh, hopefully in a good way. Uh, since since March of yeah. uh, last year, yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, what a difference a year makes. Indeed. So um, obviously, the theme of this conversation is all around business as a force for good. And mm. as co-founder of B1G1, I know you're making a huge contribution to enable small and larger businesses to create more good in the world through what you do. Um, And I'm just interested to kick off with a question about what does business as a force for good mean for you? It's well, I think there's all sorts of different ways of expressing that. But I think the the thing you you mentioned, you know, that all sorts of things have changed, right? And, And I think in many ways what's happened uh, since March 2020 has been that this whole idea of force for good, which was first uh, uh, mentioned way back in 2015, uh, when the global goals, those 17 global goals that we must hit by 2030, when they were first muted. 
And uh, that's when someone said, you know, business should be a force for good. Um, and, but I think more recently, so in the early days, it was kind of like a catch cry, right? It was like, oh, business is a force for good. Yeah. I think what we now understand is as, and we look at some of the massive changes are there, that are there, um, I think we, we now see that we've moved from a position of it's all about me to it's all about we. That's a mm. really fascinating change. We've learned that, yes, value is important, always will be, but values mm. are more important. And what you stand for is really important. And so what you could stand for is profit. Right? That's what business have stood for for a long time. On the other hand, you could understand what all of the data has been telling us for quite a while, but now accelerated. And that is that purpose follows profit. Not mm -hmm. sorry, sorry, not the all other way around. Profit <laughs> follows purpose. Yes. I, I have it several words. Yeah. Profit follows purpose. And there's all sorts of stuff if you're sort of profit mind. Now, by the way, that doesn't mean that, oh yes, I'm gonna get on purpose because I can make profit. That that's not the idea. It doesn't work that way. Um, but there's all sorts of stuff now. A recent Deloitte report, for example, was talking about some of the things that now happen once you once you create this whole the, the whole purpose thing in your company, which by the way is not that easy to do, mm. um, although you know there are now easier ways, and B1G1 is certainly one of those ways. And I think the way that it comes up for me is this: that if you and again the pandemic uh, accelerated this. And by the way, when I'm talking about the pandemic accelerating things, I'm in no way trying to downplay all of the awful things that, that, that happened there um, and, and continue to. Um, but what, what you begin to see, and I think you can see it in binary terms now, actually, I think you can see two different sorts of businesses. You can see standard businesses. I used to call them ordinary, but well, let's call them standard now because it gives me a good alliteration. So there's a distinction now between standard and what I call stand out, stand mm. out. The people that customers want to go for like moths to a flame. Uh, the people that become, or the companies that become magnets for talent, right? What's the distinction between standard and stand out? And the answer is that they stand for, they stand mm. for something and that something is bigger than themselves yeah and being a business for good is this kind of catch-all that we are here to do good as businesses mm. you know I, I rather like what paul Polman says in his most recent book came out you know on 5th october actually it's not his most recent it's his first book <laughs> and you may remember paul he was the the, the ceo of unilever and oh yeah you know much lauded for his work mm. on all of this and uh, he and his co-author, uh, Andrew Winston, uh, in a, a, and this thing has been published by Harvard, the book, and, and uh, the first question in the book is this, is, is our world better off because your business is in it? Mm. Fascinating, fascinating question, you know. Yeah, so, great question to business ask. Is business, exactly. So businesses are good, get that the answer to that is yes, and they also get 
yes, and we can we can do even more, right? Mm. Then we're doing, oh yeah, so let's sort of sit back and no, it's it's an ongoing quest, is it? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. That was really uh, clear. I think really great <laughs> oh, <good. laughs> uh, perspective on on the meaning of business for good, where it came from, and, and different ways in which people can think about it, and and also how they can apply it to their own business as yeah. well. So thank yeah. you. Pleasure. Um, obviously, you've had a very uh, interesting career in business. Um, I touched on it briefly in my introduction, yeah. but I want to invite you to expand a little bit and, and fill in some of the gaps that I missed um, in my quick summary. And <laughs> tell, tell me what have been your biggest learnings along the way? Oh, wow. That's such, that is such a great question. That is such a great question. And it's, it's such a great question that I don't really know how to answer it because be, because um, someone said someone said to me the other day, what, what okay, so um, I, as, as you know, I, I was, I, I won't tell you how old I am, but I will tell you I was born in 1943, November. So there you go. So that sort of gives it to you. So, so there's no such thing in my, my thing as a, as like a, uh, you know, a short, give us, give us a short, thing because it's a little bit long but what i will say this is someone asked me the, well, they reminded me the other day of of uh, a question that was once asked of a very famous speaker his name is zig ziglar oh, yeah. and zig was 83 years old and someone said to him zig don't you think you should slow down and and zig looked him straight back and said look i don't have as long to go as you so i think i should speed up mm. <laughs> that's kind of like where I come from, and, and I think that the biggest learning, to, just to go back to your question, is the value of curiosity, mm. to, to always be curious, and, and curious about the tiniest things, and not just the big things, but the tiniest things, because one of the things you also start to realize is that it, sometimes we see massive change, but we forget that it started with some tiny little thing. So what is that tiny little thing that you might be able to do in your business, which makes people go, oh my goodness, that, that was amazing. How did you, how'd you do that you sort yeah. of thing, right? Um, and to realize that those tiny little things really cost very little to do, very, very little to do. And yet they have massive impact, both on hopefully the customer and on you. And of course, as a result of your leadership prowess and stuff on your team. And so what actually happens is you're, you're changing up the story uh, by that curiosity and continuing to go, wow, we could do this. Oh, wow, we can do this. And of course, the, 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 the whole point of that is that as, you know, just think about that, that thing about story. And let's just imagine, for example, just to give an example of it, let's suppose you might say, well, my business has a story. Yes, your business has a story. Of course it does. Let's take, let's take a professional service firm. Let's take a, an accountant, for example. Okay? So how does the accountant tell the story? Well, the accountant gets invited to tell the story when they're on a Zoom call or when they're on a gathering, which in the United Kingdom, of course, you can do right now. We can't do that yet in Singapore. Um, uh, although they just opened up a travel lane from uh, Singapore to yeah, so, 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 Singapore to the United Kingdom, uh, which means that uh, I don't have to quarantine both ways. Mm. So, um, so and so someone at this networking function says to the accountant, "What do you do?" Right, and the typical accountant might go, "Well, I'm an accountant." 
right? <laughs> whereupon the person says, oh, I just need to go to the toilet rather than yeah. quickly. But, <laughs> Bye. So the, the, exactly. Whereas somebody who's really on purpose and is really a, you know, a force for good is going to say it slightly differently. They're going to say something like, well, I'm what's called an impact-driven accountant. And so what I do and my team, we help our clients create and run extraordinary businesses which change lives that's what we do yeah oh my god i know that's really powerful mm -hmm. isn't it it's mm. very very powerful and engaging yeah. exactly exactly mm. and and so you're telling a story right that that is the story you just you just told the story so you can choose to tell the story like i'm an accountant but that's not a story. that's really not the story and as we were saying earlier on that, that um you know, I think now, if you if you think about, you know, obviously the, the world has changed and and it's changed forever and it's profound. And so if we're trying to serve our customers with the same story, whatever that story was, guess what? We're we're not connecting in the way that we should. So I think it's very important that we change up our story and so that our customers or clients, call them what you will, can change up their story as a result of all of that. So it's, and it's not just about being, that doesn't mean, by the way, that you have to learn how to tell a story. I think most of us know how to tell stories. But what it's saying is we have a responsibility to change our story, not just the way we tell it, mm. but to change the story and part of that change of the story is, well, you know what? Why don't why don't we set about becoming a business for good? Wouldn't that mm. be interesting? Right? So, yeah. Yeah, fascinating. Hope that, I, hope, I hope that's making sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. So my next question is about inspiration. I'm keen to know what inspires you? What gets you out of bed in the morning? What, what motivates you to do what you do? Oh, but again, the, the seriously, the uh, the tiniest things. Um, and that you know, speaks I, I, to your um, little strap line on LinkedIn, doesn't it? If I search for you yeah. on LinkedIn, you're, you're Paul Dunn, <laughs> the magic of yeah. small. Can I yeah. ask you a bit more about that? What, yeah, yeah, you so, you that? sure you can, sure you can. Um, well, I mean, it's sometimes I think it's like, it's almost like a disease and it comes back to that whole curiosity thing. So for example, you know, uh, we we casually swipe up our iPhones, right? And 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 I look at that and I go, how's, how do they do that? How do all those pixels move? You know, and how do they look so quickly? Uh, move so uh, so so quickly? Um, so uh, what gets me up each day is that there's always something. I think that's that's you know that's new or that you've heard expressed a different way. There's always more opportunities to serve and instead of uh, you know a lot of people would say well you know one of the things that um okay let's, let's look at it let's look at that slightly bigger um so some people particularly now and i'm not i'm not again knocking this but uh, as you know we've been sort of knocked around mentally and 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 all of those things as a result of what's been going on um then one of the things that uh, that happens is we sometimes we think we've lost our way, like oh, mm. we've lost the way or whatever, right? And so, um, if you read all the books, the, the 
and again, I don't want to knock the books, but the books say, you know, or some of them say, or at least my interpretation of what they say is, well, you got to look inside, you know, you got to find the strength inside, right? I, I, and I get what they're saying, but I think, and this is again, getting back to getting up in the morning. I, I mean, I could lay in bed and contemplate my navel, I guess, mm. and look inside, or I could get up and look outside and see what's going on and then go, oh, you know, what? there's an opportunity to do something there. There's a, oh, I never realized that. Oh, look at that. You know, all of those sorts of things. So. <laughs> It's, it's kind of a, a weird existence, but it's fun. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because, well, the other thing is, I, I think the other thing that's, um, like, like, as a, for example, right, I'm, I'm looking out over a road right now here in Singapore in my, this condo, I'm actually looking out over some woods as well, which a lot mm. of people think, no, you can't be because you're in Singapore, no. but no, I actually am. And there's cool. a bus stop right outside. And, but let's imagine I was, you know, out there and someone I was looking there and there was someone who was infirm in some way and they wanted to cross the road. Guess what? I, I'm going to help them cross the road. Mm. How do I feel when I do that? I feel fantastic. And, and hopefully the person I helped across the road feels pretty good as well, particularly if I dodged some traffic with them. Um, so, uh, so then you get, or at least I get, right? I get we are all at our best when we're giving. Mm -hmm. right? It seems pretty simple to me. And I don't mean by that, that we're best, you know, when it comes to giving money or anything like that. But, but although that's obviously part of it, uh, but it's just when we are giving as opposed to um, in our shell. And of course, the, the men listening to this uh, uh, podcast, they don't have shells, they have caves, right? The men, mm. we, we go off in our caves, right? And we, we kind of disconnect and we disconnect from ourselves and, and, and so on. Your wry smile says, you know what I'm talking about here. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, but I, I love what uh, Brene, Brene Brown, one of my fellow TED, uh, TED speakers said, about that and one of the joys of doing ted uh is that you get to you know hang out with mm. people like that and brene as you i'm sure everybody knows listening to us is a, a, a hoot she really is but there's a particular moment in her first ted talk uh where she is deadly serious it happens at like this you know she's laughing and everything else and she gets to i think it's like the six minute 30 second point from memory and and she's there's this slow pause and she sort of stops and she talks about young teenage guys who are choosing to end it all and she talks mm -hmm. about an epidemic at that particular point and then she makes this observation she says connection is why we're here yeah it's what gives meaning and purpose to our life or if you look at it the other way if you want meaning and purpose then go connect Right? And the sad, the sad part is that we're not going to connect in our cave. Right? Yeah. It's a bit limited. <laughs> exactly, a little bit limited in the cave, right? So we yeah, although we, we do have the power out. of the internet. Well, that is true. We could go in the cave with uh, with. <laughs> we could, yeah, we could. Yeah. That's going to be fun, by the way. But virtual yeah. connection. Yes, yes. So yeah. hopefully, again, hopefully that makes sense, and it it all comes back, doesn't it, to what we choose to do. I, I, you know, a friend of mine said a while back, a long time ago, he said, uh, Paul, you know, you are where you are um, at this particular point in time 
both in your life and your business. It's simply as a result of the choices that you take at the various moments of your mm. life. You know, we all have these moments, right? And then you bang, you know, you take that particular choice, which then creates another moment, and then bang, you take that particular choice. And so all of these things Everything's amalgamate. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. To bring go. it back to connection. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, great. Well, I'd like to invite you now to share a little bit more about B1G1. People mm. who've been following me uh, for some time will probably have heard me talk about this global <laughs> giving movement. Um, in fact, just in the last week, I hosted an online masterclass workshop and I um, set it up so that registration was pay what you wish yep. by charitable donation. Yep. And thanks to the generosity of everyone who took part in that workshop, we were actually able to raise enough funds to plant 250 fruit trees through a charity that I support through B1G1. So people have probably heard me posting about that over the last week. Um, and over the last year or so that I've been a member of B1G1, I've been supporting a range of different causes. Um, last have. year, we were, doing, what were we doing, we were doing a business book club. Um, everybody who attended the book club enabled us to give books to children in a school in India. Yep. Um, I've also hosted a virtual business lunch and people who attended that we gave a meal to a child in need in Cambodia for everybody who attended the lunch. Um, what else? We've done some sort of networking and business events on Zoom. And for people who attended those, we cool, um, huh? funded another project. Um, so yeah, I've been, I've been sort of selecting projects that I think are interesting and relevant and have some kind of connection to the work that I've been doing over the last few months. Yep. And, and I've been really enjoying being a member of of the oh, community that's so, nice. that's so, nice. um, so yeah I have been sharing a bit about it to my network but for, for people who don't know um, I just would love you to tell us a bit more about well, what you want yeah. here <laughs> well thank you and by the way for those listening and I know I don't wish to embarrass you in any way shape or form but I just looked it up actually uh, I looked it up earlier uh, but I just wanted to make sure I got the number right and you are sailing very close to 6,000 impacts. We uh, we think that of that as uh, 6,000 smiles and that's a lot of smiles, right? Uh, and interestingly, you mentioned the, the fruit trees. What's very interesting about those, uh, those trees is that uh, it's an organization called Mango Tree and what's very interesting about those trees is they, they, the, a typical tree, fruit tree, grows at, or mango tree in particular, takes about eight years to grow. Mm. What they said was, well, how can we get it to grow quicker? And so they, they um, cross-pollinated it, or however you describe okay. it, with, some, with a fast-growing Kenyan uh, tree. So mm -hmm. now the, the tree takes two years to grow. Wow. The second thing that's important is, instead of it being a big mango tree, the trees grow at kid picking height, um, which is quite amazing. Just it just happens that way, and each the just brilliant fruit and eight hundred or so mangoes. And what they do is they encourage the the people in that community, which by the way was started because someone got a phone call that said, "You are going to look after nine thousand orphans." That's how that all started. Gosh. Seriously. Yeah, exactly. Imagine getting that phone call. What would you do? And, and this lady, her name is Consolata. She knew 
that that uh, you know orphanages are not probably a, a good way to do it so mm. she uh, she found other other ways of doing it and um and particularly with uh, extended families in that mm. particular area of kenya and so what the families do is they are encouraged to buy 10 of these trees and in two years, guess what happens? Well, they've obviously got food as well, but then they go down to the market. And that, that, that group of trees will actually fund two kids at school for an entire year. Mm. So, so we tend to think of trees as doing good things for, you know, uh, sequestering carbon and everything else, but there's actually more. Absolutely. Uh, and that's happens, why I right? love that particular cause. I mean, I'm, I'm really interested in some of the other causes um, that I've connected with through the ONG one, but this particular one, I think, fits really well with my business because yeah. what I do with fruitful. all my clients, yeah, A, A the name, <laughs> um, but what I try and do with everyone that I work with is encourage them to think about the triple bottom line. So when we look at their vision and purpose and their mission, we're not just looking at the profit as we were talking about earlier. We are looking at the purpose as well exactly. and the brand values. And I'm yeah encouraging people to think about the positive impact that they can have on people, whether that's customers, employees, supply chain, people in the community, whatever that is for them, um, but also positive impact on the planet. And I just think this particular charity for me ticks those three boxes of the triple bottom oh, it's, line. It's because it's, it's, it's creating trees which are needed for the planet. It's creating great opportunities for people, um, interesting, meaningful work, um, and you know, money at the end of the day for them to support themselves as well. And they've so got I a little bee farm practice. right next door to it as well. So the bees, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so to get to get back to your question, and and so I think the sort of historic thing in in or the history making thing, if you like, in B one G one was this realization, this change up. It's it really is quite a significant change up because uh, in the past, you know what what people would say is X Y Z. You that company proudly supports you know an ABC that particular cause or charity over there, and you know what would happen happen is you know once a year we might have a charity ball or something or whatever because we tend to think of oh that takes you know large amounts of money to do that plus you know we have to do all the due diligence just to make sure that the money goes etc cetera, etc cetera. so what, what b1g1 uh, did or, or said the simple idea was what if you could structure something so that every business transaction and it need not be a monetary transaction every business transaction uh actually did good in the world so for let me give you a for example here we are on zoom and uh, via linkedin and everything else and just because we're here on zoom 11 kids are getting access to game-changing education just because you and i are on zoom okay oh, brilliant. Uh, yeah, yeah and and <laughs> you know that's happening automatically it's all linked and people go oh my, oh my god how do you how do you do that well, <laughs> B1G1 makes that uh, possible and it makes it possible, as you know, and when with, you know, 100% of that which you give going to where it goes because of the structure of B1G1, uh, you know that you can actually do those sorts of things instead of, you know, waiting until you've accumulated, you know, masses of funds kind of thing or until you've quote unquote made it. And if you ever notice people who try to get 
you know, oh, wait until we make it. Have you ever noticed they don't quite make it? Have you ever mm. noticed that? So, 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 you know, you can, you can give from one cent uh, in, in V1G1, or you can create that kind of impact for just one cent. Mm. And so it's, um, you know, it's quite amazing. And, and I must say, you know, when you, when, when you said earlier on about the power of small, you know, I remember way back in 2007 when we were, you know, when Masami, my, my co-founder, uh, came up with that simple idea in a mentoring uh, session that we were doing. And uh, it's like, oh, my God. And But I never thought that it would have the impact it had. So as, as you know, as a D1G1 member, about six weeks ago, we celebrated in, you know, in a nice way um, crossing a quarter of a billion. That's <laughs> like with a B, right? I could say... 250 million, but quarter of a billion yeah. sounds better. Yeah. Quarter, <laughs> a quarter of a billion impacts. And so again, that's like the class example of, you know, tiny stuff, big stuff uh, happens at the end of it. And mm -hmm. so B1G1 makes that um, eminently possible. Oh, by the way, the other thing that's very interesting is, um, uh, as you know, this whole thing around purpose is gaining strength. Thank, thank goodness, and the whole business for good thing. Um, and what you're seeing is at a, at a, at a um, large business level, there's new acronyms entering the lexicon. Right? Mm. So we're seeing things like ESG, yeah. know, which is environmental, social governance. And, and then because of the ESG, then all the accounting fraternity gets involved. And then you go, oh my gosh. And all of a sudden it becomes very challenging again. And da, da, da. so I wrote a post recently that said, you know, instead of ESG being, you know, massively complex and everything else, why don't we just make it stand for something else? Why don't we make it stand for embed social good? Yeah. It's very simple. Right? And so we can just pop it right in the middle of, of, of what we do and, and in, as you know, again, in B1G1, link it to the goals and all those other sorts of lovely things and track the giving so mm. you can see where it's, uh, where it's happening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you. So we're going to wrap up in a moment. And before we go, I will invite you to share links and things like that so people can find out more sure. if they want to follow sure. up. Um, but before we do that, um, just want to look to the future and ask you, what are your plans for next steps or, um, you know, what's coming next for B1G1 or for you or, or the world? <laughs> well, what, what, what's coming next? The, the next big celebration, I'm, I'm sure, will occur at half a billion. Uh, but the next big one uh, in a goal way is not that far away, actually. It's 2025 when we, we hope to hit uh, a billion uh, impacts, which will just be massive and hoping uh, or working hard uh, to get a million members in B1G1 uh, making that uh, happen. Uh, so that's that's the um, the big one right now yeah. in terms of scaling it. And what's interesting is, you know, when you when you when you start to do that sort of thing, you realize uh, that because because we've seen what happens, it's like oh, you've got a responsibility to do that now. Right? You can't mm -hmm. sort of say oh well, you, know, you said it now. You've game over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's the that's the uh, big thing. And of course, for those of us in business, I mean the massive understanding of all of that which is a very challenging thing is that uh, you know you you as the business owner if you will 
uh, have to get out of the way of it. You've just got to get out of the way because because you know if you if you look at uh, his, uh, what's the word it, it sort of stick, sticks in business, you find it's usually uh, from the business owner not being able to realize what their job is, and their job is of course to kind of be the conductor of the orchestra, not the individual player. Mm. Um, and to uh, and I, I love what Neil Donald Walsh said about that. He said, "You you measure." a leader not by the number of followers they have but by the number of leaders that they yeah. create and so that, like that be, yeah that becomes uh, our task which is really fun <laughs> yeah brilliant thank you thank you so yeah in our final uh, few moments then um please do share how can people find out more about b1g1 where should they go for more information oh very simple or very to keep simple. in touch Just with you <laughs> yeah okay well two things i don't mind people having a little uh, in my email i love you know having said that connect you know we're here connection is why we're here then i should make that easy uh, so yes you can you can find me up on linkedin uh there paul paul b1g1 on linkedin uh you can find me on email simply paul at b1g1.com and of course if you want to find out even more about b1g1 then just go to b1g1.com and there's all sorts of things that you would find there uh that uh, hopefully are uh, even deeper than you know, Emma and I have been able to go today. And hopefully, as you go there, you'll find something that resonates, and you can go, well, you know what? Let's just let's just give this a whirl. Let's just give this a try, and just see what it feels like. And you will find, as, as you were kind of saying, Emma, it feels good. It feels really, really good. <laughs> and that feeling good, I mean, is you know, again, you get this lovely virtuous circle that feeling good then flows out to everything you do that day. <laughs> so go for it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Paul. It's been really great talking to you today. I hope uh, people feel inspired to go away and think about how they can give more through their business. Thank you. Um, have a bigger impact. Maybe go and check out B1G1. Um, and just one final thing before we go, I'm just going to flag that B1G1 have a really fantastic referral scheme. Um, and oh. every time somebody joins the community um, with a referral code from an existing member, they leverage um, that connection and uh, give to even more causes. So yep. if anybody does think about joining B1G1 as a result of listening to our conversation and wants to use this referral code, then... Listen very carefully because um, it's uh, not an easy one. So yeah, they write will it down. Here you go. <laughs> enable uh, 50 days of access to education for a child somewhere in the world. Pretty so cool. my referral code is BM14003. So if anybody wants to use that when you join, um, that would help to give even more good. Brilliantly done. BM14003. Did I get it right? So yeah, there we go. And I'll, I'll put it in the notes in the comments as well. Thanks for listening in to today's Get Fruitful Conversation. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, I invite you to give us a five-star rating, leave a review, subscribe to the podcast, and tell your friends and colleagues to check it out too. This will help us reach a wider audience and make sure you don't miss out on future episodes. If you'd like to get in touch, connect with other like-minded people in business, and continue conversations about topics discussed here then I'd love you to come and find our community online. It's free to join us. Just search for the Get Fruitful Business for Good group over on Facebook. Visit my website, getfruitfulmarketing.com 
or click the links in the show notes. I'd love to hear what business for good means for you. Until next time, goodbye for now.